From the PSIA ASI Shelter at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And what a fun guest we have today. Kim Sievers is joining us. Kim, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. Uh, thanks for chatting with me. So, Kim, you're being honored with the Educational Excellence Award this year. What does that mean to you to achieve something like that? I mean, I know that is about as vague a question as you can get. Uh, it's, to be honest with you, it's a little bit overwhelming. Um, mostly because the people that are, have, have received it before me are all the people that I kind of grew up in my PSIA Aussie life, um, idolizing. Um, they were the people that were putting out the education materials that I used as I went through the, you know, my membership process and through the certification process. And, um, they're the, the, I don't know, they're the icons in, in American ski and snowboard teaching. So to be mentioned in the same name with all of them is, is, uh, truly an honor. You know, that is so fascinating to me because someone like you, who is also a true icon, yet when people make it to the Hall of Fame or you get an award like this, it seems to me like the people who have really deserve it and earned it all feel that way. I I, I don't feel old enough to have earned something like that. Although after this isolation thing, I might feel that old. Now, tell us what it was like when you received that phone call from Ed Younglove saying, Kim, we're awarding you with this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, was, I was actually at the Olympic Training Center in Lake Placid uh, running a, a bobsled camp for athletes with disabilities. And I was going somewhere and I was running through the dorm and he called and uh fortunately there was a chair right where i was standing um because it i don't know the feeling was was pretty pretty overwhelming um and i just sat down and started to cry and ed can confirm that (laughs) it was crazy so i know the word passion comes up a lot when we're talking about thing doing things that we love i mean Obviously, this is something that is a true passion for you. How did you find it? How did you come upon this? I don't. I. I don't know. I really couldn't tell you, except that. Um, usually, the the things that I've been passionate about in my life, um, I've just known. You know, it's just I've just known what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to be in the phys ed field. I wanted to teach phys ed from the time I was, you know, early in high school. And I applied to one college because it was the best phys ed college in Pennsylvania. And I went there and um, found out I really, truly did want to be a a phys ed teacher. Um, And, you know, going there and, and taking a lot of the classes and everything, um, kind of shaped the things that I like to do professionally that I'm passionate about. And, 
you know, those are things involving physical movement and understanding what's efficient movement and effective movement and things like that. And I always loved to ski. I've skied since I was three or four. Um, And my family got me a, a, a instructor training course when I was 16 you know, the first age that I was able to do it. And uh, that just kind of, it played right into what I like to do. Um, and the other thing, I guess, that I didn't necessarily like to do, but that I found I was fairly good at was writing. Um, so just, you know, seeing seeing something going on in the ski world and, and putting some kind of a, program together or something like that just uh hit all the all the go buttons for me what do you feel are some of the keys that can make us good teachers good educators a passion (laughs) um passion for sure and uh being able to uh, i kind of discovered in my my alter life as a guide for a visually impaired ski racer that from my ski teaching background, being able to understand movement and understand, okay, this is what terrain is going to do to me. And these are the adjustments that I need to do or to make and uh, things like that. That's how you're going to be a good ski teacher. You can go out and be as passionate and as fun and you know exciting as you can be but if that other side of things being able to to change a person's performance positively if that's not there the passion's only going to take you so far so i think both of those things are are really important now i know there are a lot of things that you're uh, you feel very accomplished to have achieved, but is there one thing that really especially stands out to you throughout your career? Um, professionally, the I guess the the most epic achievement that I was a part of was uh, bringing the the Matrix to life um, because we did it in two years, two and a half years. Um, and it was a, it was just a monstrous undertaking. It was kind of one of the times that my, my ideas maybe got a little bit out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Mark Dorsey let me keep going with it at national. So, so we did. Um, but that just, that started out as a, a discussion that the national team was having a training in 2006 and they were just talking about you know how they could how they could create a visual guide for members for the membership to to see you know how different skill blends are important in different types of conditions and things like that and we really at training didn't come up with a with an answer to it so i went back to the office afterwards and kicked around a bunch of ideas and then showed it to I think Katie Erdahl and Michael Rogan and Rob Sogard at the time maybe Jeff Boyd um but showed him this kind of framework for for what the the matrix would eventually look like in its first iteration and 
so we started working on it and we had to throw together some some video com uh or uh i'm sorry some uh filming sessions to get enough um back you know footage to make the little clips that went into it and at the same time we had to get to get together with a computer an it company to create the framework for it and i think that just about drove the psia aussie it guy over the (laughs) edge um and just everybody worked together and everything kind of came together and we got it out in two years i think two and a half years with a full complement of alpine and aussie uh information so that was pretty that was a lot of work but it was it was it's most satisfying because they're still using it so um it's awesome to see all the iterations it's going through but that but to see the fact that it's still useful how about some people that you've worked with along the way you named off some great ones right there but who've had some real influences on you oh it's you can't even you can't even name them there <laughs> because just because of the the two jobs that I was in you know I was the the educa- education director for the Eastern Division of PSIA so I had the opportunity to work together with all of the ed staff members and some of them are you know they've been around for years and they're they're wonderful educators and they have so much experience and just to be able to, you know, kind of sit back and listen to them talk and just be a part of it um, was that kind of that helped shape me, you know, at the beginning of that that education directorish career, um, and then going to the national office and being able to work with the teams. Um, again, you've got the best best educational minds in the in the country you know and just being able to sit in the same room with them was was crazy to me i never would have guessed that i would have those opportunities um and i don't know one one thing that was really cool uh heidi yetlinger on the national team started a women's a women's academy and the very first one was at squaw and um, I was fortunate enough to have been asked to participate as a presenter and a clinician. And the last night we were all the women, we were sitting around in a condo, you know, just having some wine and cheese and talking. And man, I looked around the room and it was, it was just, you know, Carol Levine and, and Dee Byrne and Nancy Oaks was there. Um, I think that's the, the last time I saw her before she passed away and Stacy Garish, you know, for, for kids. And just, I, it was just, it was all the women who, you know, I looked at as I, again, as I started my career and they're the ones that were, they were paving the way for females in the organization. And I just, I remember just sitting in that room, just going, wow, this is, this is amazing. The amount of, uh, PSIA history and education, educational excellence that was sitting in that room was was uh, humbling. What do you feel you've liked most as being a member of the snow sports community? I almost want to call it a family. 
it is a family. What have I liked most? Um, well, I just, just the, you know, you keep going back to that word passion, but it doesn't matter whether you're training or working or teaching at a small ski school. I was a director at Tussie Mountain in Pennsylvania in the 80s and 90s, and, you know, it's 350 vertical foot hill, but the ski school and then later the ski and snowboard school that we had there, they were just, they were so into teaching and, and sharing skiing and snowboarding with people. And I went back and did a couple of clinics there just last winter, and it's still the same, you know, different people actually some of the same faces, but different people and um, just loving what they're sharing with the, with, with the world and being able to be an ed staff member in the Eastern division and, and um, you know, interact with the membership. And every time you go out and do a clinic program, PSIAE program, in my case, um, you meet 10 more people or eight more people that are either starting their career or they're, they've been in it for quite a long time and they're just super psyched by what they do. So I love earlier you said you started when you were 16 years old. What advice would you have in conclusion to a 16-year-old or a new junior who's coming in and kind of is eyeing this as possibly a profession? I just I think to take take advantage of of everything that's offered by the the school that you're working for. Um, every snow sports school I've ever been around has a has a great teacher prep program, and and they also teach new instructors how to how to get rid of all those old habits that they think are wonderful and and develop a good solid set of you know efficient movements and mechanics and um just to soak it all in because you know that's the i don't know that's the time when you learn the most or the first few years that i was teaching i just was a, a clinic machine i just loved going to clinics and programs and things like that and just learning um learning about the sport and why the movements that i made were good or bad (laughs) i had my feet locked together i had to get over that (laughs) how long did it take you to get over that one (laughs) i said how long did it take you to get over that one uh a while (laughs) i think shape shape skis forced it (laughs) And Kim, what are you most looking forward to next season when uh, we're hopefully not sheltering at home and are able to get out on the slopes again? Uh, just, I just love to ski. So just getting back out there and, and uh, you know, by that time, everybody will just be thankful they're out of their houses and out of their home and back on the slope. So um, that'll be that'll be a, a good punctuation point to put the COVID virus back in a bottle. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> well, Educational Excellence Award winner, Kim Siever. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair today. Well, thanks, George. From the PSI ASI Shelter at Home Studios in Netherland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. <laughs>